Welcome to Overcoming Financial Stress with the Saver and the Spender. At Fiscal Fitness Phoenix, we are the worldwide leaders in reducing financial stress. And our mission is that everyone, from the person that is overwhelmed with financial stress, to the person that makes good money, has amazing goals, and wants to achieve financial independence, finally to the person that feels a calling to help others by becoming a financial coach, learn how to take the stress out of money. Hello, hello, everybody. This is Coach Jill Emanuel with Fiscal Fitness Phoenix. I'm so excited. Welcome to the podcast today. I can't wait to dive in to this topic, talking about the link between finances and fitness. Yes. So I'm super jazzed about this topic. This is something that's kind of been on my mind. I've had this keen awareness in the back of my head that there is some underlying link, something that is so similar between what people are doing with their money and how they're showing up in their physical life with their health, with their fitness. And I really wanted to kind of dive into that and take a closer look at what some of my observations were as over the years I have seen so many different clients that I've worked with that have this similar characteristic um, that they highly want to dive into their finances and to managing their financial life. They want to make progress. They want to grow. And these are also people who really highly value their health and their fitness. I actually went through, as I was researching and gathering information for this podcast, and I did a tally of all of the clients that I'm currently working with. So obviously, there are more over the course of the years, but these are the clients that are currently active clients with me that I just went through really quick. I looked at their budgets to get an idea of how many of them on a proportion percentage sort of basis where people that are paying for some sort of health and fitness related expense every single month on their budget. All right. So these are people that pay for the gym or a trainer or a nutritionist, or they're having meal prepped, you know, healthy meals delivered to their house, or they go to yoga or CrossFit or something like this. Right. So I went through all of my active clients, which is a pretty hefty amount. And I got a tally that 80% of our current clients are paying every month for some sort of health or fitness related thing. And I thought, wow, that's, that's a really high percentage. I mean, when we think about society as a whole and how many people probably aren't focused on their health and well-being, on their health and fitness, right? that they aren't probably actively using it. Now, keep in mind, these are people that I know, right? So they're people that I've been working with for some time now that I know are showing up and going to the gym that I see on a regular basis. And I know that they are health conscious people. So this isn't someone who paid for a gym membership and they've been paying every single month for years and years and never stepping foot in the gym. These are people that I know and see and talk to who are dedicated to their health and fitness, 80% of our clients are these people. So they care about their finances and they care about their health and fitness. And I would say that probably even above this 80% are people that care about their health and fitness. Like I, Looking at the line items, there were 80% that were paying for something, but I know that some of these other people 
really eat healthy and eat well, or they're runners. And so they don't pay a monthly subscription or fee or anything like that, but they run. And so probably more than 80% of our clients fall into this category. I would say that we are approaching 90% or more of our clients, which is really astronomical when you think about it. It's rare to see this sort of correlation between two different things, right? So I really wanted to think about, you know, what is it? What is this commonality? Are there certain traits? Are there certain behaviors, certain characteristics of these people that really make them show up in a very positive way in both these areas of their life? Because Really, when we think about it, the skills that you need to be successful with your money are the same skills that it takes to be successful with your health and fitness. They are very, very linked. And so I really wanted to dive into what are those traits? If I think through all of the clients that I've worked with, if I kind of look at what do they have you know, in common, what are some of the similar personality traits? I really was able to identify 10 that I think are the top 10 traits that these people have in common that make them very successful with their finances and with their fitness, right? And so as I'm saying that, it's coming to my mind that you may be listening to this and thinking, if they're working with a financial coach, they're not successful with their finances, which I think is erroneous thinking. Okay, so they are learning to be very successful with their money, or they have learned to be very successful with their money, and they still want support and guidance to push them to become even better. So our clients, you guys, are amazing with their money. They might not have started that way in the very beginning, but oh my gosh, we have some of the most amazing, the most committed, the most goal-oriented, focused individuals that we get to work with, and they are killing it. So I just kind of wanted to call that out and say that, no, it's not true that they're not good with their money. They didn't know how to be as effective as they are now before they started working with us, but they are people who are killing it and they're killing it in both of these areas of their life, or they are learning how to kill it in both of these areas of their life. So let's hit it. Let's go through the top 10 traits that will help to make you more successful with your money and your fitness. Okay. So number one, these people believe that things or that they can be or do better. They truly do not play the victim. They believe wholeheartedly that they can learn to be better, that they can change something to grow, that, you know, if they're a fitness person that they can become stronger, they can become faster, that they can run a race that they couldn't run before. And with their money, they believe the same thing, that they may not have had it all perfectly in the past, but that they can be better, that they can learn to do better. And so these are people that truly believe this. I think they are probably optimists in most in most areas of life, right? They believe that they have the power to change, that they can make things better if they simply work on it or learn the skill set. Okay, so that's number one. Number two, they are okay with being temporarily uncomfortable for the greater good. 
Yep. This is a big one. I'm actually sitting here and my shoulder is aching because I totally overworked it at the gym this morning. And I am feeling that temporary uncomfortable feeling right in this very moment. And I'm okay with it knowing that I probably need to ice it and take some ibuprofen later, but I'm okay with it knowing that I showed up that I was committed to what I said I was going to do. I went to the gym, I pushed myself, I worked hard, I'm getting stronger and I'm okay with temporary, like uncomfortable feelings because I know that what I'm doing is moving me towards a better place, right? And this is very true of our clients and of the people that I've observed and worked with is that they are uncomfortable with temporarily being or they're okay with being temporarily uncomfortable so that they can see growth, so that they can see themselves improving. When clients first come to us, and for any of you, if you are ready to start changing your financial world or your phys- like fitness physical world, right? I'm not a physical trainer, so I'm not going to claim to be the pro at that. But when you're starting to change something, it can be hard. It can be scary. It can feel really uncomfortable and awkward. Getting on a budget for the very first time, it's a little bit painful. Just like getting off your butt and going to the gym and working out is a little bit painful if you haven't been for a while, right? So the beauty is that that pain goes away the more and more and more that you do it and become comfortable and strengthen either your physical muscle or your financial muscle over time, right? So these people who are really successful, they are okay with knowing that the pain that they're feeling now is temporary, that the sacrifices that they're making now is temporary, that none of it's going to last forever, but they need to be uncomfortable to make the change, okay? Number three, they ask questions and seek advice or guidance from others who are successful at the things they want to be successful at. Yep. So they do not claim to be the experts. They don't claim to be the pros. They know that maybe there is someone there who has answers or has insights that they do not yet know themselves. So these people are not know-it-alls. They are open to receiving feedback. They're open to asking questions. They're not afraid of looking stupid by not knowing all of the right answers because guys, none of us know all of the right answers, right? So get over yourself. Just be open and ask for help when you need it, right? But these people, both with their money and with their fitness, They are reading books. They are listening to podcasts, joining supportive Facebook groups or in-person meetup groups. They're getting a trainer. They're getting a financial coach. They are seeking answers and support and guidance from experts. And so that is one other trait that I definitely see tying these groups together. Number four, this is a biggie, but they know their numbers. Okay. As much as I hate it, I will believe, I will fully admit that I do not like tracking calories. I'm totally bad at it. It feels tedious to me, but I know that in fitness to have the most optimum health and fitness that I want, I need to track some of these numbers so that I can actually achieve the results I want. 
So these people are tracking their calories. They're doing Weight Watchers and tracking their points or they're tracking their macros. They know their body fat, their weight. They're doing their measurements so they can tell if they're losing. They might be tracking their workouts, tracking their lifting, seeing if they're hitting a new personal record. And in finance, people are also tracking to get the best results. They're tracking expenses. They know their debt balances, their interest rates, their credit score. They track their net worth and see if it's growing and going in the direction they want year after year. So knowing your numbers is important. It is really important. And it is one of the things that these people have in common is that they are willing to look even when looking might not give them the numbers that they want to begin with. Okay, so this is big because in the beginning, you may not like looking at those numbers. They might make you uncomfortable. It might feel depressing. It might feel sad. They're not where you want them to be, but we can't see progress if we don't track the numbers. So this is true in our fitness and with our finances that we want to see that progress over time. We want to be able to measure it. We want to know what's happening. And the only way to do that is to know your numbers. Okay. All right. Number five. This is a good one. They abandon the all or nothing mentality. Okay. So they know that it takes consistent action for life to get the results they want. It is not a fad diet. It is not some new app that's going to change everything. It is something that you have to adapt a lifestyle to and find a way to really make it how you live forever because money's never going away and your health will go away if you don't figure out how to take care of it forever, right? And, you know, I think of this one and I, God, love my, I love my father. My parents are awesome, you guys. They really, truly are. But my dad has a very big all or nothing mentality. So he has been on a diet probably every single month for the last 40 years. And every time, maybe not 40, let's say 25 years. So <laughs> anyway, I love you, dad. But you know, it's this all or nothing mentality of I'm on a diet and he goes really extreme, like really extreme calorie deprivation or like goes on this like soup cleanse or, you know, juicing cleanse or something like that. And then if he falls off track, it's like, well, I might as well forget it. And then he does nothing. And then maybe like a month or so later, he starts back up with another one. And it is just always this roller coaster of giving it is all getting burnt out, exhausted, stopping, and then starting back up again. And as much as he tries and puts this effort into it feels like he never sees consistent progress because of this all or nothing mentality. And I see this with budgeting too. Oh my gosh, I can't tell you the number of clients that have come in to see me. And when we sit down for our first session, I ask them about, you know, what have you tried in the past to get a feel for, you know, where are they at and what's worked for them? What hasn't worked? What's been a challenge? What's been great? And I think probably... 85% of the clients I sit down with have tr said they've tried to budget at one point or another and they fell off track, 
right? They started it and then it got really overwhelming and really tedious and then they stopped. And it's this all or nothing mentality of either I'm budgeting or I'm totally just out of free for all winging it. And I have no idea what's happening. And this all or nothing mentality is really stopping and holding people back. So the clients that I see that are really killing it, that are doing great with their money and their fitness, these people have abandoned this idea of all or nothing. And they really truly have worked to make it a consistent lifestyle to find a way to incorporate how to be successful with managing money and fitness into how they're living their day-to-day life, right? So I think that's a good one. Um, Number six, they are open-minded to trying new things. So this is great because as you're getting started, of course, there's so many new things to think about and to try and to test. And so you have to be really open-minded to trying a different way. If things aren't going how you want them right now, then you have to do a different way, right? So these people are very open-minded. They're ready to experiment. They're ready to branch out, even though it feels uncomfortable. Remember, we talked about that temporary discomfort, But this is also true that they continue to be open-minded because guess what, guys? It is normal to reach a plateau in both our physical and financial game, right? So physical, you know this. You've heard this time and time again, probably, if you're trying to gain weight or lose weight or gain muscle, right? That's what I'm trying to do. But it's normal that you will reach a plateau. And the same is true in your financial game. It's very normal. We see this time and time again with clients that you come out of the gate running and you're like ready to make all of these changes. And at some point, you have this realization that you just can't keep this pace forever or that the way that you're doing things or have been doing things no longer work for your life and your lifestyle. And so you reach this plateau and the people that are the most successful, they recognize it for what it is, that this does not mean it doesn't work anymore. This doesn't mean it's time to quit. It means that this is another chance to grow and they go seeking new ways to move through the plateau. So they remain open-minded to trying new things. All right, number seven, these people are focused on a specific goal. So they know what they're working towards. It's not just I want to be good with my money. Great. What does that mean? (laughs) Right? That could be anything. You want to not rip your money up and throw it out the window. I mean, what does it mean to be good to your money? Right? So it's a very specific goal. And these people know what it is. They know what they're working towards. They have a date in mind of when they will reach it. And that is what keeps them focused and moving forward every day. So Just like someone who is signing up for a race or a competition, or they're trying to, you know, work on their weightlifting and try to reach a new personal record, and they have a specific goal in mind. How, when is that race? How fast will you run it? How heavy will you lift? What date will you try to hit that by? How are you going to ramp up to achieve that? Or if we're talking finances, they know when a debt will be paid in full or when a goal will be reached, when their emergency fund will be fully saved, what their net worth will be at the end of the year. They have a timeline and a specific goal that they are working towards. And so they're able to track it. Again, it's about being able to really see 
what has to happen, see the steps, see the progress, create the plan to get there, right? So they have a very specific goal. It's not an arbitrary idea of what they want. Number eight, they create a plan and they stick to it, okay? But I'm going to put the caveat to this. They have a plan that they are committed to And at the same time, they recognize that it's about progress over perfection, okay? So it is totally fine if everything does not go 100% perfectly. Getting it 85% right, you're still winning the game, right? So these people, they have a plan, they're committed to sticking to it, and yet they don't get too discouraged if everything doesn't work out perfectly. They know that everything is figure outable, and so they keep on going and get right back on track with that plan, even if they fall off track. Okay, number nine, they find a support system. You guys, it is so important to have others who get it, who understand why you're doing it, who will support you, who will cheer you on, who will hear you out when you you know, have a problem or a challenge and you need someone to talk to about it. So finding someone who is working towards the same goal, finding family, friends, or community that's going to support you, getting a coach or a trainer that's going to be there to cheer you on and offer you support, finding an online community, whatever it is, find your tribe. You will be so much more successful. And then number 10, these people who are really successful with their finances and their fitness, they celebrate their wins, right? So this is so huge, you guys. I mean, you have to be able to celebrate your hard work. Otherwise, it truly is a recipe for burnout, for exhaustion, for a life that is not filled with gratitude, right? So we need to acknowledge the good things that we do. We need to take a moment and reflect on it, celebrate it, take a minute to breathe. It's okay to come up for air, right? We don't have to be totally laser focused all of the time. So these people who have this very healthy relationship with their finances and their fitness, they do all of these really positive things and they also know how to celebrate their wins, okay? So life is so much more beautiful when you can appreciate, acknowledge, and celebrate all of those accomplishments that you've reached. These people know that it's okay to take the foot off the pedal for just a little bit and slow down, stop and smell the roses, and then they can get right back on track and working towards the next goal. So I think that that is also the key is that they know to stop and celebrate but they also know that reaching one goal is not the end. This is a lifelong journey, right? It's something that never really stops. And so there's always a specific goal. There's always something that you're working towards. So not that they don't have gratitude, they do. They stop and appreciate what they've accomplished thus far, but then they know what the next thing is so that they don't reach a goal, celebrate and stop right? You don't want to reach a goal, celebrate and stop. It doesn't end. They reach a goal, celebrate, and then begin working again towards the next one to do it all over again. So it's a very healthy cycle of working hard, reaching goals, feeling that achievement, giving yourself that acknowledgement, taking a moment to celebrate, and then moving right on to the next so that you continue to see your life moving in a very positive forward progression. So I see that this is a very common trait, a very similar trait in both health and finance where 
you know, our clients that are killing it, working on paying off debt or whatever, they should take a moment to celebrate when they're done. They should go out to dinner or splurge and go to get concert tickets or maybe take a vacation if they they haven't taken vacation for a while because they've been so focused on their goals. But afterwards, they need to come back and start working on the next goal. What is that next thing? Always have that plan in advance so you don't get too caught up in the celebration and wind up on a six-month like hiatus, right? Um, So these are the top 10 characteristics and traits that I have observed of my clients of the fiscal fitness family over the years. I think that there is so much commonality and linking between money and fitness. And so these are some of the things that I think if you can try to adopt into your life will help to make you more capable and more likely to be successful with your money and with your health and fitness. So I am going to be doing a couple more podcasts also related with this topic because I think that the health link between money and health is just really, really fascinating. I am going to be doing one topic where I'm talking about how being on a budget actually will help you lose weight because, hey, it is summer here in Arizona. I just got back from a week on the beach. And yeah, one of the priorities was like trying to get my summer bod going on, lose a little bit of weight to get in a bathing suit. And gosh, wouldn't you know that doing my research, I found that being on a budget can actually help with that. Who knew? Don't you want to find out more? Yeah, that's right. So stay tuned. Nice little plug there. That one is coming your way. The other one that I'm going to talk about is not just how it impacts your waistline, but also how how debt impacts your mental and physical health. There have been countless studies showing that the toll that debt takes on your body is really huge. It increases your levels of stress, likelihood of depression. It elevates your blood pressure. So we are going to talk about this, see why this happens, what the link is, and why it's so important to you know focus on your finances. If you're experiencing some of those things, that it could be financially linked. Very fascinating studies. So those are what we have for today. I would love to hear if this helped from you, helped you guys. Drop us a review. Drop us some comments. Send me a DM. Um, anything like that. We love to know if you're listening and how our podcasts are helping you to move forward in your financial life. So that's all I've got for you to, for today. Again, this is Jill. I'm checking out and I'll see you next time. If you would like more information about how we can help you take the stress out of money with one-on-one financial coaching, please check out our website at www.fiscalfitnessphx.com. Feel free to join our private Facebook group by going to facebook.com groups slash fiscal fitness money. And if you have a passion for personal finance and are interested in helping others take the stress out of money by becoming a financial coach, check out our financial coach training program at www.financialcoachacademy.com and join our free Facebook group for financial coaches by searching Facebook for Financial Coaches Unite. We'll see you next episode where we'll help the world take the stress out of money.